was identified as mentally retarded, put back from the fifth grade into the fourth grade, and stayed in that category until I got out of high school. I don't have any college training, but I met a high school teacher who one day changed my life. I was waiting on another student, and when he came in, he said to me, young man, go to the board and write what I'm about to tell you. And I said, I, I can't do that, sir. And he said, why not? I said, I'm not one of your students. He said, it doesn't matter, follow my directions now. I said, I can't do that, sir. He said, why not? I said, because I'm educable, mentally retarded. And he came from behind his desk and he looked at me. He said, don't ever say that again. Someone's opinion of you does not have to become your reality. He said, if you want to do anything worthwhile in life, you've got to be hungry. I told Mr. Washington I wanted to become a disc jockey. And so I started working to develop myself. He said, I want you to practice every day being a disc jockey. I said, but I don't have any job now. He said, it doesn't matter. He said that it's better to be prepared for an opportunity and not have one than to have an opportunity and not be prepared. And as I was working to develop myself, I applied for a job as a disc jockey, WMB on Miami Beach. I went to a guy named Milton Butterball. I said, how you doing, Mr. Butterball? I'd like to get a job as a disc jockey. He looked at me, he said, do you have any broadcast background? I said, no, sir, I don't. Do you have any journalism background? I said, no, sir, I don't. He said, we don't have any jobs available. I said, yes, sir. I went back to Mr. Washington and I told him, he said, don't take it personally. He said, most people are so negative, they will have to say no seven times before they say yes. He said, go back again. So I went back again. I said, how you doing, Mr. Butterball? My name is Les Brown. He said, I know what your name is. What do you want? I said, I'd like to know whether or not you have any jobs at this jockey, sir. He said, didn't I just tell you yesterday we didn't have any jobs? I said, yes, sir, but I know whether or not somebody got laid off or somebody was fired, sir. He said, no one was laid off or fired. Now get on out of here. I came back the next day like I was seeing you for the first time. I said, hello, Mr. Butterball. How are you? He looked at me with rage. He said, go get me some coffee. I said, yes, sir. It's a long shot, ladies and gentlemen, from Liberty City, an abandoned building on a floor, never knowing my mother or father. It's a long shot being here with you today in this dome in Atlanta. It's a long shot. No college training, labeled educable, mentally retarded, but I kept running toward my dream. Don't stop. Don't stop running toward your dream. This podcast has been brought to you by a four-eyed production. And now, let's start the show.
What up, y'all? What up, girl? Welcome back, y'all. We black like we never left for yes, episode 20. That's what our celebration is about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm we sorry. Look, we might annoy them for this episode, but every now and then I feel like I'm going to pick up one of these and just start like making noise because I won't be able to help it because I'm so excited. I'm excited too. 20 episodes in. Yep, and 20 more to go. 20 more to go. A million more to go. Yep. So, like swimwear. Every time. Every time. How was your weekend? I didn't get to see you this weekend, so what was popping? Um, let's see. Friday was pretty much low-key. Mm-hmm. Saturday, I went to brunch, went to the mall, and then my best friend came into town, and we went to an event at Social Status, which is a sneaker boutique. And um, they had like a DJ, although we were late cakes and we got there like as it was ending, um, it seemed like the vibe was overall cool because people were like shopping. They had someone in there painting sneakers, like doing sneaker art. Um, It was really cool. And then we went to have um, food at Peculiar Rabbit, which the food was horrible. And then we went to Istanbul. (laughs) It was. It was horrible. It was like full of grease. And the manager actually ended up, like, comping our food. Like, that's how bad it was. The drinks were good. You didn't go in there showing out, did you? No, you know, I didn't show out. I got one of my friends to put on their, you know, professional voice. (laughs) So we were able to get our food comped. Um, And then we went to Istanbul to have some hookah and, like, hang out. Um, I really like that. That's the first place I ever, I feel like that's the first place I ever had. Nope, I'm lying. That was in D.C. That's the first place in North Carolina I ever went to, like, a hookah bar. I liked mm-hmm. it there. I, it was okay, but I feel like if they would... Like, I don't feel like I can enjoy my hookah without a DJ. I like, see what you mean. You know, like, because I am the type of person, like, if I, you know, have a drink or I smoke hookah, if I'm sitting down, mm-hmm. I'm going to go Knocked to sleep. Out. yeah. So I need, like, the music to be good and the vibe to be good so I can get up and, you know, stay awake. See, I go to sleep with the music on. Mm-hmm. See, if I got good music and people are up, I'm going to be up. So that's the only thing that I did not like about Istanbul was there was no, like, hype man. Okay. But overall, my weekend was good. What about yours? Nice. You mentioned, before I get to my weekend, you mentioned the sneaker thing. I always wanted a pair of sneakers um, painted. Uh-huh. But I always thought, like, that's a waste. Like, I don't have enough money. Not a waste, because the, the art looks amazing sometimes. Um, <laughs> Sometimes? Yeah, depend, depending on the artist. But I never felt like I had enough money to just waste on, like, going and taking a brand new pair of sneakers and having them painted over, so. Yeah, it was actually called Sticks and Kicks. Oh, okay, that's a neat name. Cigars, culture, sneakers, and music. Um, And it was so crazy because, you know, DJ Butterfingers, right? Yeah. I have never seen him before. And he was there. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, it's DJ Butterfingers. And um, it was just, it was good. Um. The guy, I don't know if he runs it or he owns it or whatever, but he was just talking about how they have plans to, like, redo the entire inside and expand it, make it a little bit bigger, so. You'll be getting a scoop everywhere you go. That's girl, what I love about you. I be meeting folks. So, I am interested to, you know, go to more events there and kind of see what they have and just, you know, hang out. Mm-hmm. So, what did you do this weekend? Besides, um... Y'all got to excuse me because whoever is stuffing their face while we are <laughs> oh. trying to record a podcast. 
a sister is hungry and I couldn't wait until we were done with the show so you just gonna have to fight me on it later cause <laughs> I'm you hungry, hungry? Mm-hmm. um okay so I don't really remember my weekend and I always say that and people wow. are like well man you must have had a lot of drinks like no you my day's just run together up. no Courtney so. B turn it up and Tiffany do too with a girl named Tiffany. Yes. Um, so PJ Morton came back into town, into North Carolina this past week. And on Thursday, my friend Tanya came and took us all to um to the PJ Morton concert. His album Gumbo is out. And um we saw the show one time before for Tanya's birthday within the last twelve months, but it was almost exactly the same concert, just as live. The live music is so dope. So I'm talking about um, uh, Pastor Morton's son, mm-hmm. PJ Morton. And, um, I mean, there's really no way to explain it, but he had a couple people join him on this tour. I know Joy Star. I don't know if you know who yes. she is. Okay. I know her because she's really close with um, Erica Badu mm-hmm. and with... Wayne and Erica Campbell. Right. She's, I thought she was... Um, is that his sister? His sister. Yeah. His sister. So, yeah, I know who she is. Girl, blow. you know I know, you know, I know the music. The blow. music people. She blew it up and then left. Um, Brick Liam was there. He can blow. And um, the Hamiltons joined PJ on stage oh, at the end of... You know, since we're in North Carolina, since we're right here in Charlotte and they were at home, they joined him. It's so crazy because I was standing up there, you know, purchasing merch with... Um, Ken and Tanya, I was getting some vinyl, we wanted some t-shirts, and I was talking to Tanya, and this young lady from behind the table was like, mm-hmm. I um, know like, with this. what's your name? And I said, you know, first my instinct was to, like, scowl, even though, you know, I usually don't do that, but I'm like, oh, God, like, what did I do, What you know? So I'm like, Tiffany, she's like, I listen to your podcast, and she told me that she um, follows you. So, shout out to Demetra. Demetra, yeah. She's so pretty, so pleasant, so wonderful. And um, that was like a real feel-good moment. So, I can yeah, appreciate she that. Me. She Thanks. told me in my group chat. She was like, I met Tiffany. And I was like, oh, yeah, and where? And she was like, at the concert. And she was like, by her voice, LOL. And I was like, yeah. That's so funny. I've been talking and she heard you. That is so cool. So now I want to know what my voice actually sounds like. Like in my country, like what is it? You're a little bit country, but Mm-mm, you know, don't do that. You know, you, you have a radio voice. You know, you have a nice, even tone. I appreciate it. You speak well. I don't well. know if you're trying to gas me, but I, I appreciate I am, it. I am gassing you, but it's good. You you deserve it. Um, you know, you don't <laughs> have the ratchet twang like I do. You know. Wait, what do you mean? Never mind, girl. My girl. I like your twang. Oh, thank you so much. Other people do, obviously. Yeah, it's a part of listening. Thank you. <laughs> thank y'all. So, um, as far as the rest of the weekend, uh, I twisted my ankle a little bit last week, and I've been on it all week. I hadn't iced it, so I'm paying for it this week. So I tried to get somewhere and sit down, but couldn't really get any rest. I did hang out with my sister a little bit on Saturday, and that's about it. Ironically, I know I'm usually a little busier than that, but. You probably need to relax a little bit. I think so. Take a load off. Like, that's how I felt um, earlier today. Like, I was going to do this, and I was going to do that, and I was like, you know what? Mm-mm. I'm going to lay right on this couch. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put this Hulu on, turn on Blackish, even though I've seen all these episodes probably twice, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go to sleep. And that's what I did, and I am 
a better person for it. <laughs> you deserve. Oh my goodness. So, so shout out to you, you, you and you. You, you, you and you. So what happened in the world this week that Honey, interests you? Let's talk about this wedding. Okay, go ahead and get it out of the way. Let's talk about the royal <laughs> wedding. You know, it's so crazy because I didn't think I cared until it was happening. Me and then either. I was like, oh, I care a little bit. I, me too. <laughs> I was like, I'm not watching that. And then I just woke up early for my dog. Mm-hmm. I woke up Chasing early. Chasing chickens. That's your dog's name. Chasing, Chasing chickens. chickens. I woke up early to take her out, and I just turned the TV on to keep me awake while I'm waiting on her to do her business. Mm-hmm. And it was on, and I was like, oh, I'm watching this. Like, I just got to at least see her, like, get out and walk in, and I, I'm glad that I watched. Dress it was entertaining. Dress number was bad. She it's was amazing. Some of the celebrities, some of our favorite American celebrities that showed up look amazing. Okay, so let's let's go there first. Like, let's go there because best I, I want to give a shout out to one person. Okay, I don't feel like she had the best look, <laughs> but I just want to tell Serena Williams. Yes, girl. Wait, you don't okay. know what I'm saying. I'm sorry. Don't get too happy yet. Well, I'm excited. Okay, go ahead. I want to tell Serena Williams. I want to give her a huge pat on the back for allowing someone to shape her eyebrows before she went to the royal wedding. <laughs> I am serious. Even she, <laughs> even she said it on her IG. She was like, "I'm, I'm gonna shave my eyebrows, not for y'all, but because you know." It's the royal wedding, and I was like, "Bravo!" Is that what it was? Bravo. I mean, I always think she looks amazing. No, but she good always, she always something looked about good. how she looked this weekend. I was like, it was "Girl, the brows. it was the brows." Because I mean, I'm all for the natural, like, yeah, just yeah, do what yeah. you want, but. Your brows look good today. Thank you, girl. They're a little thick. It's time to see Asia. They're a little bit thick. You know what? We need to talk about that when we get off here. But I love that Serena and her boo showed up. Serena looked like she was a little sleepy during the ceremony. I mean, she was not not different. She was probably jelly. Yes. But sis was there, and she, she looked was. nice. And then when she put on the dress, the um, the other dress with the black at the top. Yes, she with the floral and the baby the was so cute. Yes. Everybody Olympia. looked good. Um, Junior. Um, who else? So, Megan, of course, that goes without saying. I loved her. Uh, so, her first dress was a boat neck. Yes. Um, which doesn't usually look good on most people, but it looked great on her. It did. She was giving face on those photographs. There is one picture where he's facing to the right and she's facing to the left. Mm-hmm. And whoever took her picture caught her in a moment because her face looks so beautiful. Whoever did her makeup was great. And my favorite dress was her second dress, the one that comes up with the collar on it yes. where they're coming out. That was nice. You could see her arms and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say this. Like, I saw a lot of banter basically saying that she looked too plain and her dress was ugly and da 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 And I'm just like, first of all, anyway. they have rules. Mm-hmm. Second of all, and I'm, I feel like if I do have an actual, like, wedding, which what? at this point, I don't know if that's something that I would even want. Because, girl. Because, girl. right. But I, wanna, I want to, like, be able to have my photograph up 50 years from now and still look like Same. I can put that dress on right now. I just and had that conversation with somebody. Like, like, those classic wedding dresses she, are the ones that stand the test of time. She looked classic. She looked timeless. Her hair wasn't all over her face. She didn't have all of this 
you know, drag show makeup, no offense, but it's a time and place. Like, she didn't need all of that. And um, my best friend, who's actually a hairstylist, posted something from Vogue magazine. Mm -hmm. And now people say that she was plain and her hair wasn't this, her makeup wasn't that. Hair and makeup, $18,000. Boom. Couldn't have been that plain. Had to be top of the line products mm-hmm. with top of the line stylists. Exactly. Um, I felt like she looked beautiful. She did. Because it, it just drew the attention to her face. Mm-hmm. You know, um, one thing that was interesting is, and I know we're going to talk about her later, but since we're talking about fashion, I had to say this. So, the queen and her green. The Don't queen and her green. Mm-hmm. But, it was a good thing that I watched the commentary because basically one of the British commentators um, spoke to the fact that the reason why she wears those bright things is so that people know it's her. Exactly. And that's why her hats are always smaller so that they could get a good Look picture her of her face. face. So that's I was like, right. oh, okay, well, that makes sense. I it didn't does. know that. Now I do. <laughs> Speaking of like um, why people wear certain colors, it's so funny because uh, one of my favorite looks was Auntie Oprah. Mm-hmm. And I thought her dress was absolutely gorgeous on her i saw something that says she looks like the here comes oprah looking like the rich aunt um you know who spoils you with all the money or whatever she did she She could be my rich aunt but i saw on her instagram where she posted a little video talking about how they had to make that dress work overnight Mm -hmm. because she had another dress that was kind of like a nude ish color and when they went to photograph it it photographed in white yeah and you can't do that and you can't do that so they i mean (laughs) Just to know you have enough pull and enough money to, number one, be at the royal wedding, and then, two, get somebody to make you a brand new outfit Stella McCartney. overnight. Exactly. Stella McCartney overnight. So, the team. That, because the team, she said, yeah. I like to thank the team for working all night mm-hmm. to get me right, okay? Talking about Oprah, extra pay. Honey, Oprah had them spanks on. Oprah mm-hmm. was serving, okay? She really was. And then one of my other favorite looks, and then I'm going to let it go, is... um. Amal uh, Clooney, George okay. Clooney's wife. I thought we were going to have one of the same ones, but I did like her look too. Oh, she looked just tasty. Like, that's the only she thing, did. that's the only way I can describe it at this point. She looked amazing, elegant um, in that yellow. I thought that um, Priyanka Chopra looked nice. Girl, that's who she I forgot to guess. That's who we would have had in common. Yes, she, girl. She was all day. She was all day. But I've, I don't, I haven't really watched her, the shows that she's on or what have you, but I watched her on The View one day Mm -hmm. and she was, I mean, she is just so beautiful and likable. Like a genuine human. Yeah. Um, she's a gorgeous girl Mm -hmm. and she looked really, really nice. Her and, um, I can't pronounce her name. I just say George Clooney's wife. Yeah. I thought they looked really nice too. They did. So um, if you guys haven't had a chance to go, just Google some of those names. Google some of the Royal Wedding Fashion. Shout out to um, um, the prince and his new princess, Megan. Uh, I saw a photograph of her sitting outside of, um, God, I can't think of the name of it, but she was in Britain at the time. At Buckingham Palace. Palace. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they're like, imagine being 15, (laughs) sitting in front of Buckingham Palace, taking a picture, and now you're married to the prince. So now she's the Duchess of Sussex, and yes, uh, her life is forever changed. Forever changed, and I'm just wondering, you know, how she will 
utilize her platform because mm-hmm. there's a lot of chatter about, and not to say that she has to. She doesn't have she to. She doesn't have to do anything. I know what you're about but to say. But there's a lot of people that are and like up in arms because we're excited that we have a biracial duchess, and I'm going to call her biracial because, because that's, that's what, what she, she calls herself. Right. A biracial um, duchess or what have you, but I feel like the fact that obviously she was intent on having a black choir and a black pastor we talk about the at the ceremony kind of gives you an idea that she, although she doesn't identify as one or the other, mm-hmm. she acknowledges her blackness because clearly you got a black mama with a nose ring of dread so you ain't got no choice I, I, I want to know I want to know if we'll ever find out why her dad wasn't there didn't he try to do some publicity stunt shenanigans I wasn't really sure about what the try. actual issue was but I know it happened like a little while like maybe a week or two a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. so that kind of made me sad when I saw the replay of um your boy's dad walking her down the aisle. That made me sad for her. Yeah. Because she has a relationship with her dad. He just, I guess, couldn't I mean, be there. I mean, Megan is really black. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. I'm just um, saying. So, as I far as just saying. entertainment is concerned, the choir, when they, girl, when they hit us with the BB King, I already knew. Soon as Stand By Me came on, I was like, yes, that I'm here for this. That always makes me, you remember the movie Stand By Me? I do. That always I'm going to tell you, this is kind of going off on a tangent, but when I hear that song and I think about that movie, I don't know why it makes me sad. Mm-hmm. And also, um, The Sandlot. It's a song, I can't remember what the song is on The Sandlot, but it's one of those older songs. And every time I hear it, it just like gets me all like... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you need some tissue. Yes, but they're, they're harmonizing was... Yeah, God. They looked... I was going to say Ooh! that. They look better than the than the people that were attending the wedding. I concur. The they color scheme, point. everything was on point, but they had to be. And sis that was directing the choir, mm-hmm. she did that flawless. I want to know what her name is. Flawless. Did you see the cellist? Um, the British cellist. Mm-hmm. He's nineteen years old. I don't know if you. Um, his whole family is talented because I went back and I watched some clips of him. And they were talking about how his whole family was on Britain's Got Talent. Wow. And, um, there was another. Um, interview that he was doing and they were asking him like well everybody in your household is kind of talented and plays instruments so like how do you guys get through that and he's like well it's not a lot of space so we you know go and I can relate to this like having to go in the bathroom to play your instrument because there's not enough room in the house mm-hmm. and you want to get some good acoustics but um, he's 19 year old Sheku from Britain and he was the what is it the um, first British African American British musician to win the BBC Young Musician of the Year in 2016. Awesome. What's his name? Sheku. It's spelled S-H-E-K-U. That's cute. It is cute. He's adorable. Um, so I, the first clip I caught was of him playing, you know, Ave Maria, mm-hmm. but he, he did several other songs, and he was I, amazing. I and just want to know who started this lot and had me, had me all up in my feelings. What happened? Because somebody had said that Beyonce was singing at the Royal Wedding. You know what? I thought about that right somebody, before really we started that. recording this show, and I was like, Mm, the only person I didn't see was Beyonce. I thought she was supposed to be there, but that was not something that was ever, you know, solidified. So by her, yeah. And then I heard that Jay took her on vacation before the tour starts. Oh yeah, right that makes so. sense. Yeah, so. 
So, um, but other than that, those are my favorite things. Anything else on the royal wedding? I'm sure we'll be hearing about it for a long time the to pastor. come. Oh yeah. Well, I was saving my commentary on the pastor, but we can talk about him. We might as well do it in chronological order. Okay. So what you gonna tell us about the pastor? Well, I was gonna say because everybody before. on Facebook was like. Bishop Curry, this and I'm like, do y'all know this man? Yes, so I was trying to save it for my do you know or did you know kind of section. But since we're talking about the royal wedding, um, for those of us who live in North Carolina, he is a North Carolinian. He is uh, originally from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. That's actually where he started his career. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's the presiding bishop of the American Episcopal Church. Um, and he started ministering at St. Stephen's. Um, so I think that's all I was going to say about it. Just, you know, I he's love definitely how, an NC native, and he really went there with, you know, talking about history, yes, incorporating the message say. of love, and talking yes. about slavery. Yes. He didn't shy away from any of those topics, and I don't think they were oh. there for it or expecting it. No, no, and I love, because I think I actually posted this to my Insta story when he said there's power in love, mm-hmm. and it really is. And when he said something to the effect of you can't, love Megan and Harry and not love the poor and the destitute and everybody else like love is love and I thought that that was bold of him to say right but he did get happy though he did he's somebody um I mean he doesn't shy away he, from he, he, he took him there he did <laughs> He and, took him there. I wasn't had expecting no him to, about it. Afterwards. I wasn't expecting him to take him there, but he took him there. I wonder how that came about. Like how they chose him. Yeah. I know the answer, but I don't want to like give any of the wrong details. So I give a recap later. Cause that's like history. Yeah, it is. But <clears throat> I will say this: he is um, one of the bishops that's really known for social reform. Like he's known for his views on. Um, like homosexuality and you know social justice for being, all being more and, open yes okay so because people will shun a homosexual but allow pedophiles to rip and run all through your church right so I on the low on the low right or not even on the low they know it's it's well known but what what happens here stays here because that's that's how we do sometimes so right whole nother topic for a whole nother day indeed but anyway we'll continue right. with lighter things because we celebrate good times come on uh, uh, uh. let's celebrate baby that's what we're doing today we're keeping it <laughs> I can't light help it. we're keeping it you right should've... light and tight today y'all should have never gave me one of these listen you should have never gave you one nothing <laughs> you can't let black folks have nothing um Oh, I saw the most adorable baby online. Guess whose it was? It was Chrissy Teigen and John Legends. Why do I love that family so much? They finally had that baby. I'm so excited for them. So they named him Miles Theodore Stevens. Yes, for the for the resume name. Okay. Yes, for the resume name. Okay. Okay. But I, I can't wait to see him time. because he's going to be a little cutie pie because Luna is a little cutie pie. I know. I can't wait to see what, um, what kind of big sister she's going to be. Um... Did you catch Saturday Night Live with Nicki Minaj? Saturday Night Live, first of all, it's Saturday night. If I'm up, I'm probably out. Right. So okay, that's fair. I can Hulu it, but 
I will say that I saw a clip of Nicki Minaj in some club, and she looked crazy. Oh, she was was it when she was talking to the dudes, and she was like, "If you got more yeah, than twenty dollars in your or hundred dollars in your pocket, yeah, she looked kind of spaced out." And then I seen her today with this cute little short wig on, and I was like, "Sis, wear that wig all the time. Wear that wig." You don't make me hit Google up. She looks cute with the with this news like a little ombre. It was like dark at the root, but like a light kind of almost platinum at the root at the ends mm -hmm. but i don't know what was going on i don't know let me stop because people always think that i'm just you out here hating is that what and you're I'm doing not, but she acts weird hate. like she looked like she was seriously <laughs> on something like i don't know if she's hot on life maybe or just had a few it drinks looks the same or maybe I don't know, but she just looked crazy. And I was just like, why is her eyes so spaced out? Like, like why is she looking like that? She could just be tired. No, she didn't look tired. She was doing one of her alter ego faces or something. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I can't. And I don't. But the, the clip I saw her today, she looked really nice. Okay. Because I ain't no hater. I give credit where credit is due, but she just looked kind of weird at that club. Like anybody who got more than a hundred, first of all, boo boo, a hundred dollars ain't nothing. But then nobody really made any noise, and I don't know if it's because <laughs> they just didn't want to respond to her or they didn't have a hundred dollars in their pocket because she looked like you don't have a hundred dollars in your pocket. First of all, if you don't have a hundred dollars, you shouldn't even be out here at this club. You should be at home trying to figure out how you're gonna get some money in your pocket. I know a many, I know a many. Anyway, um, oh, Saturday Night Live. So, who was on there? Girl, I don't know. I didn't watch it either. I was hoping. <laughs> you want to know the last time I watched Saturday Night Live? What? The when? Saturday after Beyonce? Donald Trump won the election. Oh, That's they the dragged last... him. Yes, and, and it they was good. it was. And they had Hillary, the girl who always does Hillary Clinton, mm -hmm. and she played one of my favorite songs on the piano and sang it. Um, as Hillary and you know she stood up at the end and talked about how you know just because we lost this right. battle doesn't mean we lost the war and we're going to continue to fight um she played um hallelujah yeah oh girl and she's not even that good of a singer but it gave me chills just because of everything that was going on at the time right that's the last time I've watched Saturday Night Live I'm gonna need for you to jump back on because this it's good it's, I love Keenan. I love Keenan. Yeah. Um, but I just haven't watched it. It's just not my judge. That's fair. Oh, I mean, I forgot to mention that this weekend um we celebrated uh, Malcolm X's birthday. Yes, we did. And speaking of birthdays, well, we're recording this on Sunday, so today yes. is our beloveds. Mike Brown's birthday. May he rest in peace. He would have been 22 years old today. That's crazy after, you know, I mean, not all this time, like it's been 10 years or anything, but he still just would have been a baby still. To me, mm -hmm. like, to me, 22 is a baby. Yeah, because you don't know shit at 22. You really Hell, don't. Hell, I'm 31. I was going to say, don't you don't know, know anything now. in your 30s either. <laughs> I don't know anything now. So, I mean, you know, um, but it's just a shame that he's not here to enjoy his life mm -hmm. and to be prosperous because we don't know what what he could have made of himself if he was still with us if he hadn't been taken away um you know i feel unjustly right so i just you know blessings out to his parents and his family and his friends and 
you know, have a birthday month. Because long after the story, you know, has dissipated, your family still remembers it like it was yesterday. Yeah. And especially his parents. They'll, his mom, it'll never be over for her. Absolutely. Because her baby will never be back. I hope that, I always hope in those instances that <clears throat> people have people who check on them. Yeah. Um, seriously. Um, you mentioned the White House, where you mentioned Donald Trump a few minutes ago. Um, so did you see him. where Meek Mill, now that Meek is out of jail, he was scheduled to go to the White House for a visit to discuss um, prison reform? What is there to discuss? I'm just confused at this point how, like, if you get an invitation, and I'm judging, sorry, but if you get an invitation from the White House, your answer is anything but nah. Because, and I don't mean what is there to discuss. Clearly, there, there There's are lots. lots to discuss. But when I mean what's there to discuss, I mean what is there to discuss with Donald Trump. Right, correct. And the people that, okay. that are in that White House. Right. Because they're not going to do anything. It's going to be a photo op, a, a publicity stunt, so he can say, look at my African American. Right. Like, it's not going to be genuine. So what is there to discuss? Because you know what's wrong in these prisons. Mm-hmm. You know the things that needs to be changed. All you have to do is pass the laws. All you have to do is, is create a bill and put it on But they don't want to because it's big business. Exactly. So what is there, excuse me, to discuss? Nothing. And um, But Big Brother Jay stepped right on in and was like, um, no, no, no. Don't do that. We don't talk to them. Right. And so, Let Kanye do that. We don't do that. I'm sure that's not what he said. You hear me? You don't think Jay be throwing his shots? Uh-uh. If he does, he throws them like a month. <laughs> <laughs> I think he throws him amongst his close circle. And I don't think Meek is in his close circle. Not because, you know, he can't be long term, but, you know, he still has B and he still has Tata and Emory. I seen yep. a picture of them t- today. Did you? Or last night. I love that. I think it was, it may have been Tata's birthday. Maybe Tata's birthday or something, but they were somewhere. And Emory posted it and he was like, Happy birthday, my brother. So somebody's birthday is clearly not Jay's birthday. Right. It's not his. So it may be Tata's or someone else's they were celebrating. But I saw it was all three of them, and I was like, oh, look at them. Yeah. That's, what, that's, that's what I was saying when everybody kept going on about Jay not coming to Kanye's wedding. Talking about that's his best friend. I'm like, when has Jay-Z ever said that Kanye was his best friend? They call each other brother. Brother, yeah. But Emery and Tata. Tata. Those are his best and, friends. And I can even throw Myth Bleak in there. Yeah. But that's like his little brother. You know what I'm saying? But still, those three. Right. But not Kanye. Facts. Okay. <laughs> 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 um, oh, man, all of this stuff is segueing, right? I didn't even do this on purpose. So we just got through talking about Meek Mill and um, prison reform. You're the one who sent me the story earlier in the week about John Bunn, who had been in prison for yes. 17 years on a crime heart. that he didn't commit. So they got him when he was 14 years old. And we've heard this story before. But the clip of him, like, crying in court, just basically thanking the judge, but telling them, like, y'all have had the wrong man all this time. And I heard, I, I saw some people saying, like, oh, he's still young. Like, what does that mean? They took him when he was a baby, meaning... And I'm not saying that he still has, like, the mind of a 14-year-old, but he didn't get the chance to grow up like adults out in the real Time world. stops. Yes. It's, I mean, you still keep, and this is what I honestly feel. I feel like, of course, you still grow mm-hmm. physiologically, but psychologically and mentally, 
there's a lot that he has not got to experience. Exactly. And so just because he's been exonerated doesn't mean that he gets to, yes, he can still lead a full life, um, so to speak, but he's missed out on so much. And that now he, he never has to catch back. up. Yes. He can never get back. Exactly. Proms, you know. Dates, girls. Yep. Just regular teenage reprimands. Hanging out late, getting drunk with your friends. Right. Potentially going to college or just working, paying bills, learning how to manage your finances, a driver's license. I'm all really of that shaking stuff. my head, like thinking about all the time, all the stuff that I've done between the age of 14 and now. And I'm just like, girl, all, I don't even, I'm tired of thinking about it. I'm just <laughs> tired thinking about all the mess. But you know what? What? It was fun. <laughs> I yeah. had fun doing it. I bet it. you did. I wasn't doing some of it again, but I had fun. <laughs> I did. I That's why you're going to have a youngin' just like that. Nuh-uh. Uh-uh. I'm babysitting. That way they can go home. Mm-mm, girl. I'm just going to babysit all y'all's kids. Well. I'm going to be the fun aunt. They come in, drop first. you some money, and leave. <laughs> Bye. See you later. That's me. Like, what's your Aunt Courtney give you? Show me. <laughs> the money. Um, what else happened this week? Oh, you read about the former playmate, um, Stephanie Adams. Yes, and I feel like that's important for us to talk about because it is still it is. um mental health awareness. Black month. mental health awareness mm-hmm. month. So let's talk about her. So Stephanie is a former playmate. Um, she's well, she was forty seven years old, and this past week she jumped off of uh, a New York City building. But she didn't just jump. She took her seven-year-old son, Vincent, with her. Mm, um, mm, it was the mm. Gotham Hotel in Manhattan where she jumped. I think <clears throat> some people said they saw a dead body. They called the front desk, didn't realize that it was two um, bodies until a little while after that. And she jumped allegedly because she was in a really custody bad custody battle. battle with her ex-husband, Charles uh, Nikolai. He is, um, I think they said he was a chiropractor. He's a chiropractor in New York. So she was on the 25th floor in the Mm -hmm. penthouse and she fell, they fell 23 floors and ended up on the second floor balcony. Both people died. Like you gonna kill your baby? Like if you're in a, you're in a custody battle, you don't want to lose. This always baffles me, which is how, you know, like mental illness is real Mm -hmm. Um, because you don't want to lose the child. You would rather take the child to their death, like that's just so that's crazy, right? I don't like, want to. I don't want to say crazy. Use the word crazy. It's right. sick. It is. You have a problem. I don't want to say crazy because that isn't sensitive, right? But you have an illness, and that's clearly why you're in this custody battle. Because obviously, this chiropractor knew that that's what something it was. wasn't right. Mm-hmm. He had been married to her. He obviously knew, you know. And I wonder if now. He's going to be able to do something to the courts because, you know, if he has said, like, I feel like she's a danger to him. or I mean, this right here, I mean, is right. the proof is in the pudding. Right. So I just wonder if we'll hear more about. I mean, I can't imagine how he feels like right. you just I, killed my baby. You right. took my son from me like forever right when y'all could have just worked it out had joint custody or something like you didn't want him to be with me so badly that you took him away period from everyone grandparents friends at school um so 
I don't know. That really that really got me. Cause seven years old, what you gonna? It reminds me of all the other stories, um, like the Casey Anthony's and um, your girl who Ooh. drowned the babies in the bathtub one at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, What's the one? The one that said the black man took her kids and put them in a lake. What was her name? With the card, like yes. drove the car to, I can't remember. Was but it her Sonya, too. Something Smith. Susan Smith. Susan Smith. Yes. Yes, that type of stuff. So, um. I don't really know what else to say about that, but it was a sensitive subject all week. Yeah, my prayers go out to the family and even her because I hope that wherever she is on the other side, whatever the afterlife is for her, that she finds some peace. Yeah. And that baby deserves, you know, peace as well. Mm -hmm. Because he was probably tormented living, because she just didn't wake up one day and do that. Right. She didn't just wake up one day and just say, "Oh yeah, well, I'm just gonna we're just gonna jump off the brick off the off the um, hotel." Like I just keep no. thinking, like how terrified he must have been when she pulled him over the edge, or like what that fight was like. If he even realized that that was about to happen and like pulled back or and just wasn't strong enough, like that bothers me. And I always, in instances like this and so many others, I always think about women who are trying their hardest to conceive and want to have children, want to bring them into this world. Yeah. You know, and um, even those of us who we may not have had trouble conceiving, but we don't have anyone to conceive with. Like we're not at that point yet. Like we haven't found our mate. Right. And we're, you know, I'm 35, 36, 37, Mm -hmm. 38. And like are thinking like, okay, when is this going to happen? Right. And you sitting here just, Killing your child. And I, I, you know, I have a thing about that, you know, because parenthood, I, I don't know what it's like. I do not have children. Okay. Um, but I know that it's supposed to be a blessing and I know it can mm-hmm. be rough because it's a job. Like you are charged with rearing this human being into a decent world citizen. Like until they're old enough to fend for themselves, like you're responsible for them. So for everything. Yeah. And speaking of mental health, um, I got to talk about her because I love her so much. So Jennifer Lewis was on The Breakfast Club. Oh, I saw. It was a long interview, but it was full of gems. It was. I love me some Jennifer Lewis. And I love the fact that she is not afraid to tell her story yeah and she kept saying i'm going i'll tell everything because what can you do to me now right there's nothing that anybody can do to me because i've already said it you know what i i can't wait to get to that point i'm not saying that i'm not there or not going there in that direction i am too but like just to get to the point in your life where you're like and yes this happened and and now what what right and you know she talked about her struggles with um, bipolar and mm-hmm. you know the manic episodes and then the depressive the depressive episodes. episodes and she talked about you know how a lot of comedians and people in entertainment experience that like Robin Williams like you know when you're on yeah. this, when you're on the, that's why you're able to be so charismatic and so alive on screen because that's part of your mania yes but then after that she was you like calm you know, down nobody sees you like Sleeping your life away, eating your life away, drinking your life away, drugging sexing your life, your life away, away, sexing. Nobody sees that. Yeah. 
Um, and she also talked about, and this is one thing that really hit home for me is she said that she, it, it was just so crazy because how she's, you know, going the mother of black Hollywood, mm -hmm. but she didn't really have a good relationship with her mom. Mm -hmm. And so she said that she was always in search of mother figures that she found elsewhere, whether yeah. it was a mentor or a teacher or, you know, a friend or what have you. And so she said that she told her daughter, you know, if because she, she's been struggling for up until, I think she said like 17 years ago when she really got a handle on it. And like she goes to therapy like twice a week. Yeah. And she was saying that she told her daughter, if there's ever a time where I'm not a mother to you, find some. Find, find some because they're out there. Be open to talking to your elders or your teachers or even your friends' moms, like, if I can't do it, Ooh, that's it's somebody love. out there that, that is will. love. It is, and I was just like, oh, my God. Because like, I know mamas who do an okay job, and if if they see that their children are confiding in someone else, or they can tell mama. Exactly. Well, you don't act like it. Right, and even if you are, okay, nobody can take that away from you. What what does it, you know, harm you? How does it harm you to have somebody else, you know, impart good things into my life as well? Mm-hmm. And one more gem, and then we can move on because I can talk about Jennifer all day. But one more gem that she, and I struggle with this, and I feel like if you are a person who's living and, you know, you are going through relationships or making up, breaking up, dating, I feel like it, it can apply to you because one thing that she said was you have to love yourself so that love is not a stranger when it comes. Yes. Because if you don't if you don't know what love feels like, if you can't even love yourself, how do you know if somebody's giving you good love You'll or bad love? You'll let somebody tell you that something terrible for you is love. <laughs> Laid out. <laughs> Where where's the uh the cover? Like you're in out. church. I'm laid out. <laughs> when she said that, I said Jennifer. Jennifer. She talked about <laughs> Okay. <laughs> There we go. There we go. She talked about, you know, how the athletes have to kneel. They have to make a stand. The enter entertainers have to make a stand. You have to mm -hmm. because this is what you're here to do. Like people are paying your salaries for yeah. you to be in the limelight. So you have to use that platform to make a difference. She was just going off. Right. Talked about blackish, which I love. She was just going off. It was a good, it was yeah. a good interview. So if you haven't watched it, go watch it. They have some really good interviews. I I don't want to delve too much into this because we already talked about Childish Gambino um, last week. But some of the conversation that we had last week made me go back and look at some of his old interviews. And uh, I saw one of the interviews that he did on the Breakfast Club. It was so good. He was dropping so many gems. I was like, I knew this black man like was on his stuff, and he was just telling different stories. One thing I did find funny, I just want to mention, though, is um, on the show he was saying one thing that he thinks he could never do. And this, mind you, this interview was during um, the Obama administration. Mm -hmm. So he was like, one thing that I don't believe I could ever do is marry a white woman. So I just he thought said that, that was, yes, because he was like, he needs to be able to come home to somebody who can relate to, well, you know, his situations. But the lie detectives has determined. That was a lie. That was a lie. Um, Which it so, is neither here nor there is whatever. Yeah. But boy, just saying. Um, but he was just <laughs> telling the story. This one story stuck out to me in particular 
where he was saying, you know, he's been threatened by the police several times, like several times. And he told the story about how he brought his parents to one of his shows and they didn't have like a lanyard on. And so the show was already started 15 minutes and he goes to take them to the door. You know, they're a little bit older. He was like, they had taken a long ride. His mom's back was hurting. You know, they have ailments. And um, so the guy was like, yeah, but you know, they don't have anything on proving that they belong here. And the police officer was standing there. And so he's like, yeah, but as you can see, like, I'm, this is me right here. Like, this is my show. It starts in 15 minutes. And the cop is like, get off the sidewalk. And so he's like, what? And he's like, get off the sidewalk. Do we have a problem? And of course, I, I have even been in scenarios and I'm, you know, I think I'm unassuming where, if you if a cop, uh, a police officer might not get the answer that he thinks he needs from you then he'll put his hand on his holster and so he did that and so he got off the sidewalk because he was with his parents knowing his show starts in a few minutes and then the police officer came back because they're still trying to figure out how to get the parents in there and he's like now get out get out of the street and so at that point he started getting mad and childish game um donald glover's mama started crying because She's black. She knows. You just told me to get off the sidewalk. Bullies. Bullies. I believe the story because I've seen similar things happen where, you know, some police officers who just want to show, you know, their toughness or that they have a badge so they're in charge of you um, and that they have the authority. That's why I avoid police officers at all costs. Don't even talk to me. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Because I don't, if if I need you, I call you. I'll call you, don't call me. How about that? Well, I will say this. I now have two police officers, two friends that are police officers. Um, I think from what I've seen from them, they are excellent officers. They are also black officers. So, you know, my experience with white officers is not good. It just isn't. My experience with black officers is okay. My experience with Hispanic officers is okay. But maybe it's because they brown like me. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not sure. Um, and I know, like, police officers of all hues abuse their power. Mm-hmm. So, another subject for another day. Um, oh, I did want to talk about one other thing. Go ahead, girl. It's your world. So, did you see, you might have seen this, but on Friday, outside of Aaron um, Schlossberg's that's how you pronounce it, right? Apartment, Aaron Schlossberg's apartment in Aaron New York. Shithead. I don't know how you <laughs> pronounce his name, but I know he's an asshole. Girl, they had a mariachi band, um, like <laughs> Mexicans, Mexican-Americans, like other Hispanics. Was he supporters. there? I don't know. I still don't know that to this day. Um, but they were singing, uh, what's the song? Cielito Lindo? Mm-hmm. Golly, it took me all the way out. The only thing I wish is that I could have been there. So it's crazy because someone else uploaded a video of him from like 2016. He had bumped into this guy on the street and was like, You're an ugly effing foreigner. Get out of my co-. like, just going crazy. And the dude was like, asking his girl, like, I thought you knew him. And she was like, I thought you knew him. I don't know that guy. Like, he just started going crazy it's the, and this is the one that the guy ended up being like a caucasian guy but yeah. he didn't know because of the way that he looked he, he had like just, a beard and kind of like olive skin that's so crazy that what? they were able to pull it that they still had that video and recognized him from a current situation so if you guys don't know who aaron is he's a North, i was about to say north carolina 
a New York lawyer who was caught on video being racist, I think, to two employees at Fresh Kitchen. Mm-hmm. You know, with that whole classic, if you're, you know, in America, you need to be speaking English because they were speaking Spanish to one another. And in the video that I saw, he was basically ranting, saying, um, you're probably not documented. I'm about to call, you know, people. Look, look at you. Look at you and look, look at, at you. you. Look at you and look at you. Just wanted y'all to know it ain't me. For <laughs> years. Tiffany, what was that noise? Uh-uh. Uh-uh, it wasn't this. Um, but yeah, so he was saying they weren't documented, and um, basically, if you come here to live off of my money, since I'm paying your welfare, you Lies. know, the least you can do is speak English. And I'm just so confused by one thing, B. With the last name, like... <laughs> Schlotzenberger, what is it? <laughs> it's making me it's laugh. It's not Schlotzenberger? It, no, Berg. Oh, Schlotzenberg. Schlotzenberg. Dang, now you're messing me up. Schlotzenberg. Oh, Schlotzenberg. Yes. I didn't call the man Schlotzenberg. I see that. That's his name, Aaron Schlotzenberger. Okay, his new name. His new name is Aaron Schlotzenberger. Either way, with a name like either of those, I'm just baffled um, because... Clearly, you're a descendant of people who are not indigenous people. Exactly. Um, So, what are you talking about? Your country. Shut your ass up. Shut your ass up. Uh, the door. <laughs> the, the door. If I would have been one of them uh, Hispanic Americans or, you know, whatever, that's exactly what I would have said. Okay, is this English for you? Shut your ass up. <laughs> Shut up. That's exactly what I would have said. English Shut your enough. ass up. English enough. Um, so, they, he did get kicked out of his office space. He's a lawyer. He owns, I think he's on, he, he did own his own practice. So, he got kicked out of that space. He won't be disbarred. Um, from what I read, but just know that they came for him. Oh, the paparazzi's been following him. Mm. Like, he cannot handle it. Good. Do they I have videos it. of him, like... Running? <laughs> yes. Yes. And oh, yeah, because you on Front Street now. We all yeah. know. We know what you look like, we know what you sound like, and we know that you're racist. And you know what? He should be fearful because if his name is out there, they know where he works. Somebody may know where he lives. And who wants to hire him unless you're already a racist? Never mind. You know what? Let me take that back because there are oh, plenty of racist with money. Who I'm surprised he won't be one of Donald Trump's lawyers. <laughs> if you see it happen in the near future, I will just not know. be surprised. Because there are good people on both sides. Remember that. Don't do that. I'm just telling you do. what the people, the people's president has said. And he, what he has said was, it was good people, I mean, bad people on both sides, and good people on both sides. You see how I'm looking at you? I wish the people could see how I'm looking at that's you. Just what, that's just what the man, that's what the orange man said. I'm just telling y'all. Yes, but in the words of good old Claire Huxtable, he is a liar. <laughs> <laughs> now that he is. Ooh. What? Speaking of Claire Huxtable. No, what? Not her per se, but her oh, husband. Okay. Her, her TV. A TV husband. husband. Jennifer Lewis mentioned. Oh, I know she did. Now, I did not make it to that part. What happened, girl? So, basically, she said that Bill never, he didn't do anything to her. But she had went on an uh, audition for some show. I can't remember what it was. And it was another girl in there that was there for the audition too. Right. And they were chatting it up. She was talking and she was like, you know, I was basically talking about myself, which is what I do. Mm-hmm. And she said that, you know, that her and the girl were having a good conversation. And she said this was back early 90s, mid 90s. I can't remember. Right. 
and maybe in the early 90s. And she said that, she said, and then, you know, she was talking and she was like, and I turned my head, I was like, then I'm going to do the Cosby show. And she said the girl just got completely silent. She said she don't remember the girl's name or anything, but she said the girl got completely silent. And so she said she was like, girl, what's wrong? Like, you know, because she just quit talking. And she said the girl said he raped me. And I believe it. Girl, I'm stunned. Then, I don't know why I'm so stunned because clearly, you know, but I'm like stunned by that story. And then obviously she got on the show, was working with him, whatever. One of her friends was there and she said that they were after um, production, they were in his dressing room, whatever, like, you know, drinking, laughing it up, talking. And she said that when they left, she walked out of the door first and her friend left out and that he grabbed her friend's ass on the way out. Like, not that not that she was, like, wanting right, that or, right, like, right. coming on to him or nothing, but just as they left, he, like, grabbed her ass. <laughs> I'm only, I only have this look on my face because on, on any scale, if you're a woman after a certain age, you can really relate to these stories that are being told. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Like, no, all of us aren't famous, don't have famous friends and haven't been like amongst famous people, but we all have these stories where it either happened to us or it happened to somebody we know, or, you know, somebody has confided in you under, you know, certain circumstances. And it's just so crazy because all you can do is shake your head at the fact that like these things have been going on long before we came and they are still going on to this day they are but i just want it to be known that because i can't even lie like even now i don't feel that way but even when i was growing up and like you know you'd be getting off the bus and somebody touch your butt yes. or walk in the hallway who we, you gonna tell we thought that's just what it was i mean you may say something but Right. I, oh, I we mean, just being a boy. That boys will be exactly, boys. Because that's what we were taught. But no, like, it is not okay. And it is up to these parents to teach their sons that you do not get to just touch somebody just because you want to. And I will go this far. I, I knew that it was, I don't care what somebody tried to teach me, like, oh, you know, boys will be boys or just ignore them. Like, no. And I was a tomboy on top of it. So, like, once I started developing... They still saw me as, you know, one of the girls. Um, I did not let that stuff pass. Like, I got in plenty of fights about it, like physical, full-on physical altercations, just trying to establish some respect. But at the end of the day, that did not stop the next young man <laughs> from trying. That's what I'm saying. That's why it has to be teaching so, your sons. Exactly. Don't tell your daughters. I mean, tell your daughters, but you got to teach your sons. Better. To not be touching people. You don't just get to touch somebody. Just Listen, I know, look, I say this now, but I just hope my kids don't take after me. Because I will tell my daughter to be like, who the fuck are you touching? Mm -hmm. Who are you touching? Don't <laughs> look with the club. Followed by Aunt Tiffany, tell them, just club them like this. Bop. <laughs> on the top of the head. <laughs> yes. Boom. Who the F are you touching? And then if, and if your teacher got a problem with you saying the F word, mm -hmm. she better have a problem with him touching you. Right. Just call me. You call me. Because I... Crazy, I, crazy Courtney will come out. Courtney be, <laughs> Courtney crazy, be crazy over her chaps, and I ain't even had them yet. Well, I'm going to put you on the uh, pickup list for my kids, too, then. Please do. I will. Because she will show up and show out. I know you will. Just call me after. Over some youngins. <laughs> Especially when you know when you know the youngins that you're associated exactly. You know what they will and won't do. Right. Because even with me People growing know up. Their kids. Yeah. It would be stuff, and my mom would be like, you, you did, did that. that. <laughs> <laughs> or then she might be like, no, you didn't do that. Uh -huh. No, something don't sound right about this. But that is 
you know, kids will be kids. So you have to know your kids and you have to teach them what they should and should not allow. Right. Like, I even have to tell, like, I have to tell my niece, like, I have to think about the things I tell her because I tell her, if somebody hit you, you hit them back. That's, that's the way yeah. I was raised. Me too. But that's not how she's being raised. Her mom wants her to, like, go tell the teacher or use her words. I wasn't raised that way. I want so you I to, to, I want you to tell the teacher too, but if there is no resolution, then it, it, depending on what the scenario is, you might need to handle that, like, as soon as possible. And I know there are plenty of teachers who won't agree with me saying this. And, no, I don't have kids yet, but even the children in my life, I'm like, okay, Yes, there are some things that the teacher is not going to handle correctly that your parents are going to have to handle or that I might need to come and handle. But depending on what it is, you might need to handle it in that moment. That's what I'm saying. So I have to, like, take a step back and respect how other people raise it. This is not my child, you know? Like, But I know with my kids, child. if somebody hits you, you better hit their ass back. Or don't come telling me. I don't want to hear it. Right. I don't want to hear no crying. If somebody hits you, you done told teacher. If you don't hit them back, what am I going to do? I can't go beat up the kid. That's how my dad used to be. He'd be like, if you come tell me that somebody hit you and you didn't hit them back, I mean, I'll handle it for you. But if you didn't hit them back, I'm whooping you. Exactly. Now, if so, you hit them and we still have a problem, then come tell me. So, moral of the story is, everybody need to keep their hands to themselves. I agree. Point blank and the period. Keep your hands to yourself. Your kids that angry, maybe y'all need to um, put them in a boxing class. Something. But don't put your hands on mine. Oh, crap. Oh, crap. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you just look like you wanted to do it. <laughs> celebration all day. It's we a celebration, bitches. It is a um, celebration. God, what else? What else happened? It was some more stuff that went on. I don't know. Going down in the world. I don't think it did. I think Nothing we were. Else? I think we were really consumed with um, with Meek and the wedding and I'm over me racist Hill. stuff. I'm sorry, are you? Never mind. I mean, I'm. So I Nikki. feel for him in this situation. There's a lot of people in that situation. But it's not going to make me go buy a Meek Mill album. Oh yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm just talking about uh, the human being, not. You know, the artist. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, um, nothing else? No. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe, like, we don't have anything else that went on in the world. You just be trying to have two-hour episodes every week. And I we do, don't... because I be missing everybody. And, you they know, miss you, too. I just be wanting to talk about stuff. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I want to talk about stuff. You talked about enough today. Um... <laughs> We're going to celebrate hard when we get off the air. I might make you a nice drinker. You know what? Let it have coffee in it because this is tired. No, well then go on to bed. No, because I want to be up with you and the okay. people. I want to do hood rat things with my friends for a few more hours. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, oh, I don't remember the young man's name, but I meant to ask you if you saw the video clip of the guy whose car um I'm doing quotation marks in there. Got stolen, and he I, was on the um. He was on there talking about, oh man, somebody could have gotten killed, and I didn't know that my car was stolen until I was walking ran into down the, the street. ran into the house. Yes, you know what? Well, the vehicle I said, ran into he, that old lady's house. I said if he he lying, if 
It's no way. Because he sat there and said the car wasn't registered, but the car had a tag on it. Right. Where did the tag come from? Exactly. And then whenever I read the article, something that he said was a, a, a contradiction. I don't remember what it was, but it was crazy. So I didn't even know it was my car until I walked down the street. Why was you walking down the street? And for, Right. And furthermore, so you just didn't notice that your car was not in the yard whenever you walked outside? Why didn't you call the police and say somebody stole my car? I know what it was. He said something about it. <laughs> the fact that it looked like the person the wheel locked up on the person like young sir how do you know that the wheel locked up right how does it look like the wheel locked (laughs) listen he was lying and then he said something like it looked like they just jumped right in the car left and running and everything I'm like (laughs) what is up with this this should have made remember um Antoine Dotson what's another one um, the one with the girls who yes. found the girls in the house. Yes. I know what you're talking about. You are really dumb. For yeah, real. for real. Um, Should have made one of those little, those little songs, those little ringtone songs. It's not too late. He I was bet I would love it. Yeah, so that made me laugh. And you know what? I watched it a couple times because I was like, is it me or right. do he sound like he lying? Right. <laughs> <laughs> do, do this sound like if he lying? If you go look at the original post, you know the little um, face with the nose growing? Yeah. Lots of people just keep putting that. Because he's lying. One thing too that I wanted to mention, and I meant to this is a, a kind of like a spillover from last week when we talked about, you know, graduations and stuff. Did you see that, you said that. Martin Lawrence's daughter graduated from Duke, Duke University? University. Yeah. You did, like, did you know she was going there? No. I did. See, I didn't know that. Speaking of um graduations, girl, I don't know if you saw if you went or you saw clips of WSSU graduation. The not just that, but like um, everybody like graduation was lit this year, and they really let the kids do whatever they wanted to. And people crossing that stage did any and everything down to uh, jumping jack splits. Like what? it was great though. Um, our drum majors from that graduated this uh-huh. year or whatever. You gotta go look at the clip if you haven't seen it. Although if you haven't, I'd be really surprised because several people reposted it. Mm-hmm. Where they both do their routine right there in front of the chancellor. It's so good. I have to go look. Who spoke? Um, I don't know who did the commencement speech this year, but it had to be lit because they were hyped up by the time it was time to cross. I remember they told us we could what we could and couldn't do. Girl, right. we was out there swag surfing. Yes, I'm not worried about y'all. Because like, it was in 2009. So right. that's when that song was like... At the height. Girl, the whole crowd. It was so good. One year it was the swag surf. One year it was Roy. Another Roy. year... Yes. Roy. So, real good things. If you haven't had a chance to see it, you guys, go Google it. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy for everyone that's graduating. But they got their mind wrapped around these loans. They don't. They don't. They don't. You know what I'm saying? They're still excited. There's no need for them to get, you know, depressed yet, just yet. Um, There are resources, and maybe we need to look them up and start giving them out. But, you know, to ensure that people don't fall behind, no matter what their job situation is directly after college. It's something that we didn't know whenever we graduated, but it doesn't mean that we can't impart. Girl, didn't know. You know how much I didn't know? I still don't know. Right. I still don't know a lot of stuff. When does the BET Awards come on? You know you're asking the wrong person. They come on. Um, I don't know. I always say I'm not going to watch it. I don't know. I just feel like they give these awards to whoever going to show up in the audience. Yeah. Just so they know that somebody's going to come on stage. So it's pointless. Either that or, or they kind of already have an idea who they want to give it to. And they call the people and say, you need to come. Because yeah. we're going to give you this award. 
I'm trying to look it up. BET Awards 2018. Yeah, it's coming up sometime soon. It's June the 24th, so we got a couple weeks. A couple weeks, so yeah. Girl, um, I wonder if we can get there. Girl, you never know. We could. I just want to give a shout out to this one company. Um, so I don't know if you're familiar with Urban Skin RX, but it's a local brand um, that was started by a medical esthetician. And um, they just got featured in Target, and I think Tiana Taylor nice. is a spokesperson, Fantasia. But I started using their three-in-one little cleanser. It comes with like a sponge, girl. Why you glowing, girl? Skin I mean, is popping. It really is. I mean, I you're using... gorgeous all the time, so I can't really tell. But <laughs> thank you. But I've been using that, and also it's this Burt's Bees Intense Hydration Lotion that uh, was expensive, and I was like, Burt's Bees, what is you doing? No, no, baby. What is you doing? <laughs> right. But um, it's been working really good. So y'all should try it out. I'm giving y'all some little tips here. Try it out. I like it's it. Popping. I might have to go try the the three in one that you were talking yeah, it's about. It's like twelve bucks from Target. Oh, that's nothing. It's, I mean, that is nothing in yeah, the like, world of. I think it was like twelve skincare. This is twelve and fourteen dollars. Girl, write that down right now. Popping. So y'all check them out. Follow them on Instagram. Um, yeah. Any good things you're using lately? Yes, but I don't remember the name. I just know what oh the God. bottle looks like. Okay, so it's the face wash that, I don't know if you remember a couple weeks ago whenever Janae Aiko put her whole skin regimen up there, but the face wash that she put up there is the same one that I use. So oh, okay. I just can't remember the name of it. I'm going to have to go look. I'll show you the bottle Because her skin looks really good, too. It does. So she has like a full on routine i think she gets acne easily so she really takes care of her skin. face mm -hmm. coolio i love me some janae i can't wait to see her at the concert me neither whisper singing first of all i like it i why do i always have to say that every time she whispers right, because sings. it sounds like a shot it's not and you're gonna stop janae has been through a lot in her life <laughs> janae has been through a lot okay she, you know she is emo, and I love her. Do I not call her a whisper singer. I don't want to say I don't care, but I just want to say, haven't we all? And I'm going to leave it don't at that. Don't call her a whisper singer. It's a celebration snitch. I have a soft spot for Janae in my heart. The sultry whisper singer Janae. <laughs> order. I'm going to go to Kai on you. Gag oh order. You out of order. Gag order. Picture of Kaya this week. Is she married or is Listen, that her boo? She got married, and did you see it was a meme and it had Megan and Harry, and it was like the royal wedding, and then down below it said the crown <laughs> royal wedding. But I tell you, accurate the accuracy. If they use the same picture uh, that I'm thinking of, like did. at the beach, yes, okay, yes. and they said it was the crown royal wedding. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you know what. The internet ain't shit. Mm -mm. The internet and they ain't never fail. Shit, they never fail me. Speaking of internet, so our girl from Insecure, Issa. No, who? The other friend, Molly. Yeah, Yvonne. I can't pronounce her last name. She finally posted up a picture of her and her boo. Yeah, and yeah. She posted it, and Issa commented under it was like, oh social media worthy now like you know so i guess she's <laughs> I got been, her. Mm -hmm. you know with this person for a long time so she finally posted her boo which you know a lot of people kind of are keeping their love lives to themselves what do you think about that keeping your love life to yourself yes because i think it just go ahead because some people are not single but they want to appear single yeah so, so how do you do you know me decipher between that between you private know. and being secret yeah yes. 
So you know me, everything is situational. Everything. I take everything on a case-by-case basis. Like, I want to know the motive. So maybe you're somebody who just knows that people will try to damage your relationship. Or maybe you're somebody who doesn't want to put stuff out there because you just don't know what's going to happen. Or maybe you've been, like, really, really hurt and you want to put it out there, but you're just not sure. Mm-hmm. I can understand that. I can even relate to a little bit of it. But you're right. There are some people that are like, I don't do social media. And and sometimes it's they don't do social media because they don't want people to see. And sometimes they do social media, but it's like under a pseudonym or something like that. I have one friend who has this theory. She's like, don't ever let anybody tell any man tell you he's not on social media because, girl, he is. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, if you look hard enough, you can find him. So, um, because, you know, you have the guys or sometimes girls who are like, don't post no pictures of me. That's a red flag for me right there. It's like, we've been together, what, four months, eight months, a year, two years? You don't want pictures of, mm-mm, you got to go. Yeah. Um, but she may, especially if you're a celebrity, she may have just been trying to protect herself. And I'll also say this, because this is like, fear is the wrong concept, but for lack of a better term, I'll use the word fear. She... Like, my fear is becoming famous, and then because I'm a woman, people will try to make you the accessory to the man that you're with. Mm -hmm. And they don't do the men that way. Mm -mm. It's like if a man becomes famous and he's already married or he becomes famous and he's with somebody, I mean, they might try to mess that up too, but he is what he is and he is his artwork. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of times when it's women, they attach you immediately to the man that you're with And if you're building something with that person or you're married, like, there's nothing wrong with that per se. But if you're losing opportunities or people don't consider you, I mean, in reality, people do that in everyday life. Like, oh, she's married or, oh, she's a mom. So let me ask this single person. You don't know what that woman can do or, like, what her home life is like. Yeah, like. If it includes travel, it's home. Exactly. So we can't really get her. You don't know that. She might have a mate who, you know, is very supportive and a hold down the home front while she's going to do that job. So she may have a nanny. Right. You're right. Or a living grandparent. But that's why I say everything is is situational for me. Um, So, on one hand, like, you can usually tell, though, if people are just trying to you know, evade the fact that they have someone and they're just trying to appear single so they look cooler, which I always tell people, you really look like an idiot. You look desperate. <laughs> you look desperate. You look like I, that man on Instagram that comes out of his house every day and, like, puts his shoes in the camera, like, what's up, IG? Yes, yes. That's what you look like. Well, I like him, though, but for Instagram. I mean, he's purposes, funny, but for... Funny. But I know what you mean, like, in a real-life scenario. Yes. That's exactly That's what they what you look, look like. like. I don't think that... <laughs> And I can only speak from a woman's perspective, but I don't think guys know how stupid they look <laughs> when they try to appear single when everybody knows they, they have somebody. It's like, dude, like you lucky to have her. Like she's pretty amazing. What's wrong with you? You out here trying to look single for what? Like Dre said, nice or what? Single for what? If you really not. Right. So, and then everybody doesn't have to be in a relationship, but if you're in one and you're trying to make people think you're not in one, then Get out of it so that young lady or that handsome young man or that smart young man or smart young lady can go be with somebody who actually wants to be proud to be seen with them. Exactly. Because, listen, God didn't make the, didn't break the mold when he made you. Mm-hmm. Okay? He improved the design. Bloop. And that's all I got to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's something to celebrate. That's a word. 
That's a word right there. A whole there. word and a half. So, anyway, anything else? No, that's pretty much it. All right. So, what inspired you or what was funny to you this week? The funniest thing I saw this week was a continuation of Barbecue Becky. <gasps> Girl. Funniest thing I saw. And the funniest one that I've seen out of all of them was when she was standing and all of the women from Living Single was behind her. <laughs> I did not see that one. And she's on the phone and it says, yes, Felice. There's homegirl standing to my left and the right. When I tell <laughs> you. Oh, hands down. That's I, like top five. That was, top I'm telling five. you, that was one of the best ones. It was like, yes, Felice. There's homegirl standing to my left and my right. <laughs> I, I tell you, I laughed at that. I laughed at that for a good hour. True I was blue. giggling. Like bloom. Yes, that was a good oh, one. Oh, man, that is good stuff. <laughs> that just took me down and I didn't even see it. <laughs> Um, I, did you see from the weekend where they put her in um the royal wedding ones? Yes. Yeah. Barbecue Becky been getting that smoke. This and you know she's a I doctor hope. from Stanford or I something. I do. This is what I hope. I hope that when this dies down, it's gone for like a little while, and then it resurfaces like nine months later. Like I feel, I feel like we could insert her everywhere forever, like we did the guy on the phone. That's true. And did you see the meme where they were calling each other? Yes, I did. The black guy. Yes, Mm -hmm. I said black people be, black people so funny. We are. We are like a colorful bunch of human beings. Literally and figuratively speaking. We can make lemonade out of lemons every time. Every time I see something like this, I think of, um, what was the comedy tour, Laugh at My Pain? That was Kevin Hart. Yeah, Kevin Hart, I thought so. Um, It just makes me think of that, because it's so true. That's exactly what we're doing, but... Still funny. Very. Um, okay, so I was inspired this week um, by Les Brown. So at the beginning of the show, you guys heard, you know, a clip. And if you have an opportunity to go to Google, just um, Google Les Brown and Comcast and it'll come up. But there's a six-minute clip where he's doing a speech to basically a sold-out stadium. And he's just talking about... um being hungry mm-hmm. and it really resonated with me I, I think I had this conversation with you before we started recording and when he when we got to like and you guys will hear this whenever you go listen to it if you take the time but when he got to like minute 230 so he's talking to, it's a message about um, preparation opportunity and being hungry for whatever it is that you want to do <clears throat> and he's talking about how he was um, they said he was mentally retarded so he was in the fifth grade. They put him back to the fourth grade, and he basically stayed at that level until he it was time for him to come out of school. And there, yes, you got to watch the whole Jesus thing. Christ. And so it made me think about several people that I know because look at Les Brown now. You know he's um, a comedian. He's been on radio shows. You know, like I said, he's speaking to a sold out stadium. And when they got to the part, like, two and a half minutes in where they say, uh, where he says the guy told him to go get coffee, so he's telling the story about how he wanted to be a jock. So he goes, asks for a job. They say, do you have any experience, you know, whatever. No, we don't have any job openings. He literally comes Mm -hmm. back the next day and introduces himself, and they're like, I know who you are. What do you want? Well, you know, I want to be a jock. Well, I don't know if anybody got fired or laid off or anything. They're like, no, go away. And he comes back the third day, and the guy's like, 
he introduces himself again and the man is so furious he, he points until Les to go get me some coffee I don't know why that hit me like a ton of bricks I just sat down on my stairs and just bawled because it just speaks to persistence Les was prepared to come back a fourth and a fifth and a sixth day until they gave him a job and circumstances later led to just one night being on air with somebody who was drinking in the studio, which is totally relatable because it happens all the time. The guy couldn't finish his show. They wanted them to call another jock up. He was like, yeah, right. I'm about to be. He said he called his mama and his girlfriend was like, go outside on the porch, turn the radio on, about to be on the air. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's, it's a speech about hunger and about desire, about patience and preparation. And it really just resonated with me. Um, and I hope all of you take the opportunity to go hear that because it, it spoke to a lot of situations for a lot of people that I know. Right. That's good. That's good stuff. Woo. So um, outside of that, anything that you don't want the people to forget? Um, let me see. I don't think I have anything um, that I don't want the people to forget. Just keep in mind that midterms are coming up. Mm -hmm. So be thinking about, you know, how you're going to um, help increase voter registration, making sure that you're registered yourself, um, thinking about, you know, what seats are coming up and kind of starting to browse about who the candidates may be because, I mean, it's already, you might as well say June. That's Time true. is flying by. Flying on by. Um, and, you know, just look at what has happened here in Charlotte with the um, officials we have elected. Yes. We have gotten a lot of people out. We did that. So we're going to have to keep that fire and continue. And, you know, people always say, well, why am I going to vote? It doesn't matter. Yes, it does it matter. It really does matter. It does matter. So that's really, you know, especially at the local level, especially at the local level, because that's what directly affects you. Correct. Um, just and think about not only think about the things that directly impact you, but even for myself, I think about, you know, just like how we had the um, education rally this past week in Raleigh. Yes. Think about those people and the people that you're voting for, because, you know, those teachers are not able to do their jobs effectively and not able to you know, live how they should because they don't have the supplies and the resources. They're working on bare minimums and then the children are not really going to get what they can get because the, the teachers are running on fumes. So, so even think about those types of things when you're going to vote, about the things that affect the entire community. Think about those things. That's just something that's been on my heart because them teachers stood up for themselves and it is long over. Do. Yes, I saw the aerial view of the um, actual parade, and they really shut Raleigh down. Like, it looked amazing. Because they crap on teachers. Because yeah. they feel like, oh, they're just going to do it. What if they don't? What if they just say we're not coming? Right. Like, just think about all the... The fact that all of the professions in the whole wide world are taught by a teacher to begin with. Like, everybody who grows up and has a job was taught by several teachers growing up. Like, I just don't understand why the teachers are the millionaires. I just don't yep. get it. And why they can't, you know, because you, you know in North Carolina, it's illegal to have a union. Yes. And it's for reasons like that. So you can't stand up for yourself. Right. Disrespectful. Sucks. So just keep in mind these things. Think about the people that you're voting for, what they stand for. And not what they're saying, but what they have done in the past. Because... Mm. 
the best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. Correct. That's what I got to say. Mm, that's a word for a whole lot of scenarios. You. Ooh, I was about to say something bad. Do it. Um, Woo! I was about to say something so bad. I'm glad you didn't. Can I say it? No, girl. It wasn't bad. Fine. I was about to say, and your nigga included. <laughs> <laughs> that goes for him too, sis. Bye, Courtney. Um, <laughs> I knew it. Pause for the cause. Celebration. Um, so earlier we mentioned the former Playboy. Um, Playmate mm-hmm. who jumped off of the top of the building and took her son with with her. So something I don't want you guys to forget is if in, in scenarios where you feel like somebody is in danger or you are in danger, there are always numbers to call. And, you know, frequently we want to be able to share that information with you guys. So if you or someone you know is suffering from mental um, issues, you can call, especially people with children, um, you can call kid the kids help phone at one eight hundred six six eight six eight six eight. That's one eight hundred six six eight six eight six eight. If you're in the U.S., you can also text home to seven four one seven four one, and you'll receive messages back so that you can explain the scenario. Oh, that's good stuff. So I wanted to say that something else I don't want you to you guys to forget is that the holidays are around the corner. So by we the time we talk to you guys next time. May 28th will have passed. Um, Memorial. Yes. Um, And I just really want to pause for the cause on this situation. If you care about anyone who will be left behind to mourn you, do not drink and drive. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. Just don't do it. It's not worth it. You may be gone, but every memorial day every christmas whatever you guys celebrate when your birthday comes when their birthday comes you'll be wall sliding or they'll, they'll be wall sliding because they'll be missing you their lives will not be the same if you care about anyone even one person who will be left behind to mourn you don't drink and drive um have a designated driver. Order a lift. Honey, Hell, lifts is going to be out and popping. Okay. They're going to be ready. Hail a cab or pre-program the number to the local AAA in your phone. I don't think that people know this. I think people think you can just do it for, what is it, New Year's Eve. But it's not for New Year's Eve. It's for the holidays. They provide sober ride. AAA does. You have to look up the number because it's different for every state and then every city. But if you look up the number, pre-program it in your, you know, emergency contacts or whatever, and then just be prepared to call them or have somebody call them on your behalf. Or just plan to stay at somebody's house. Right. If you know that you're going to be drinking and you're going to cook out some stuff, just be just pack a little bag and be like, if I get sleepy, you know, I'm going to have my makeup removal wipes and I'm going to get on y'all's couch in my right. bonnet. Like, stay where you are until you sober just up. Just chill. Like, it's not worth your life. Or the life of somebody else. else. Yeah. That might not be drinking, but you took their life. I mean, even that's terrible. It does. The person that's drunk has nothing. Lives. Fine. Walks away without a scratch. Um, I think I I was sitting in a session one day where they were talking about why that is. And it's because like sometimes the drunk person is so limber that Mm -hmm. even if they get thrown from the car, you'll see it a lot of times as long as they don't get ran over. Like they might have minimum injuries. But the sober person who saw them coming head on or whatever, tensed up. up, And that's what ends up killing them. So, yeah, just don't be that guy or that girl. 
because you can't take it back once it happens. I think people think that they're cool. Like, oh, I'm good. I know my limits. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Until. Yeah, right. Dot, dot, dot. So there's that. Um, what's your good word for the good people this week? I think it goes back to what we said earlier. And just, you know, I don't think I've said this before. Um, but it's something that I have to do regularly. And that's just do not take anything personal. Oh, yeah. Just don't take anything personal because life is going to happen. People are going to do what they want to do, regardless of who you are, regardless on how you treat them, if you're nice, if you're not. So just don't take anything personal. As long as you're doing your best, as long as you're treating others with respect and living your best life, just keep moving forward. Do not take anything personal. I like it. That's pretty much it. You'll get a lot further if you don't. Right, because... In the past few months, I've tried not to take anything personal, and it's done me a world of good. Nice. I, I may get slightly offended, but then I'm you like, can shake it off because you know that it ain't me. Right? It's you. Okay. <laughs> um, my good word. It's kind of like a pass. Um, this isn't mine, but it's something that I I saw on my good friend from the Sucker Free Show, Jimmy Conway. Mm-hmm. I had a post earlier this week that talks about, it's a video of his, and it talks about trusting the process. And the content was based on how people come on and they post, um, you know, something about working out or about losing weight. And he was basically saying, like, I'm guilty of doing that too. He was like, but going to the gym is the easy part. Now, I don't think that he meant, like, getting up and physically going to the gym is easy because that takes discipline too. But he was basically trying to say, if you you can go to the gym, but if you don't, and I'm basically quoting him, like, if you don't quit eating the bullshit, then, you know, that's where the real work begins. Um, and so it was commentary on trusting the process. He mm-hmm. was like, if you fall in love with the results before they actually get there, then you'll shit on the process. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, if they don't come fast enough. So he yeah, was because it does not come fast. It doesn't. Because I think about when I really noticed a difference in my body and could see the change when I worked out. I think I started really working out in October. It wasn't until the next June that I really was like, "Oh shit!" Like <laughs> I look good. Oh my mama, on my hood. Hell, like you know. But it took that long. The, the process took that long. Yeah. Because when I first started, yeah, I was working out, but I was still eating chips and drinking soda. Yeah, I was just one soda. But when I really, like, after some months, and I was, like, felt like, okay, Courtney, this you should be further along than this. Mm-hmm. And I switched up that diet. It was, like, All instantly. It just, like, melted off. And I was like, oh, that's what it was. It's so funny that you say that because one of my friends from college that I used to be in choir with, her name is Sean. And I watch her posts all the time. I think that she looks great. And she posted this week, maybe even today, how much she weighs. And she weighs about the same amount as me, but she looks like way better (laughs) because she's been in the gym. And I'm just like, man, I like, and she posted her starting weight. And I just think about like how long she's been going at it. She talked about like how she fails sometimes, but she jumps back on there you know, and it's been over a year and, and she's just now to this point and she's been looking good. I mean, progressively, like you can see the change, but just to know, like it really doesn't come that fast. It is no. okay to fail. You do need to trust the process. 
And that is a good word for life in general. Mm-hmm. Okay, it doesn't just go with, um, you know, losing weight. It goes to your profession. It goes to your education. It goes to your love life. Like, just trust the process. That's so good. I just wanted to share that and reiterate what Jimmy Conway was trying to say this week. Cool. I dig it. Yeah. Um. Oh, I did want to ask you this one thing. Did you know... Do you know why Charlotte is called Charlotte? I know it's because of Queen Charlotte. Queen Charlotte. That's why they call it the Queen City. So what is, do you know anything specific about Queen Charlotte? I know that she was black. Yes, she (laughs) was. I had this conversation with my sister this weekend and um, we were talking about, they were talking about Megan being like, oh, you know, first black princess. And I'm like, oh, we've had a black queen in England before. Um, So she was like, no. So I figured I would come on here and kind of talk about that a little bit. bit. Um, so she was Princess Sophia Charlotte, and she was born in the late 1700s. And um, she, her father was a prince as well in Germany. Long story short, she ended up getting married to George III of England when she was 17 years old. They had a slew of kids. I want to say maybe 15. Jesus For real. And I think 13 of them survived to adulthood. Because, you know, a lot of times, you know, back in the day, children didn't get to live to it. Like you, if you became an adult, you were really lucky. Mm -hmm. Um, But I wanted to tell you guys this because she is the grandmother of Queen Victoria. Okay. So I want to, just for perspective, I want to provide lineage if I have it right. Queen Victoria is the mother of Edward VII. And Edward Seventh is the father of George V. And George V is the father of George VI, okay? George, I feel like I'm reading the Bible. You know, when it's like, yes. it's such such begat. <laughs> begat. I'm like, what? I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. George VI is the father of Elizabeth II. Do you know who Elizabeth II is? The queen. Yes. Oh, look at me. I be knowing that. You be knowing. So Elizabeth II is the mother of Prince Charles of Wales. And Prince Charles is the father of um, Harry, who just married Meghan. So everything just comes full circle. Full circle. So I just thought I would share that. That little bit of, you know, because I be knowing. Girl named Tiffany be knowing, too. I don't think a lot of people realize that Queen Charlotte was black. No, and I will say this too. Um, sometimes you'll look up her photos, and if you aren't willing to do the research, then you won't know, because she looks white in the photos. But back then, they asked that they paint her softer. But if you look at the features, she looks like you could be some kin to her. Um, but they paint her almost white because they didn't want people to know that she was black. So they required that you painted her softer, so you couldn't tell. That she was, you know, bullshit, a black woman. So there's that. Don't say I never gave you nothing. You gave me a lot, girl. A whole heap. Um. So as a call to action this week, what do we want to ask the people this week? To stay woke. <laughs> <laughs> now you can ask for something. I, else. I just want to throw time, that in there. So silly. <laughs> By the time, you know, you guys hear this show and by the time we get back with you, what are your plans for the holidays? You know, summer is coming up. What are we doing for the summer? What trips are we going to? Can Courtney B and a girl named Tiffany roll with you? Holla at us. Oh, my gosh. I don't have, like, the only trips that I know I'm going on, excuse me, are closer to, like, around August. 
I don't have really that many trips planned for the summer. Like, there are things and places I want to go. Yeah. Um, I would love to go to Essence Fest. Child, I still have it written on my calendar like I'm going and had made a to. plan. Somebody would literally have to give me tickets and sponsor a plane ride at this point. I would love to go to Essence Fest. I want to go on a trip to Charleston mm-hmm. to see some historical stuff. That's doable. And go to the beach. Yeah, like little stuff like that. As long as I get to the to a beach here and there this summer, I, listen, sis, it's good with me. Yeah. I just want to get some R&R, preferably while staring at a big chest. Of a man, but I, I mean, that, that may be asking too much. But <laughs> nah. if there's one there, that will make the trip better. I know, but that's right. if he's not there, I'll enjoy my drinks and my books and my son and my food. Mm-hmm. Put some sunscreen on. Yes, definitely, because black people can't get melanoma. Yeah. Y'all be acting like y'all can't, okay? You can. And skin cancer will spread to other parts of your body. Very true. With the quickness. So put... Your sunscreen on. You heard it from Even the lotion, lotion, Jesus Christ. Even the lotion that you <laughs> use, your daily moisturizer, like for your face, should have SPF in it. Yeah. If you don't know, now, now you know. know. I'm not going to call y'all the N-word, but you knew that was coming. I don't know why. You said it on the show already <laughs> one time. To but I was talking about heathens. I wasn't talking about our good friends that listen. Got you. All right. So you guys can always contact us on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at the Culture Shock Podcast. We are on SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes. You can always hook us up with a good review. We have a really good score we right do. now. Thank y'all. Yeah, so shout out to you guys for, um, you know, always hooking us up, always keeping it 100 with us. And you can email us, which is my favorite, at blackcultureshockpodcast at gmail.com. That's blackcultureshockpodcast at gmail.com. Any last words? Mm-mm. See, this was a lengthy show. This is like an hour and about 40 minutes. That's good, though. We don't want people to fall asleep on us. I guess. We don't. Like, we want them, you know, to stay entertained and enthused and give it to them quick and fast. This is not quick and fast, B. Oh, it's not? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'd be all right. They ain't got nothing else to do. They're probably on a commute. Just to give that, them something yeah, to do. Yeah, it is good for a commute. Yeah. I love long shows. Listen to the first hour in the, mo- in the morning. Listen to the rest on your way home. Fact. I don't have any last words other than I love you guys. Thanks for celebrating with us. I'm a girl named Tiffany. And I'm Courtney B. Happy Memorial Day. Be safe. We out. We out. <laughs>